Welcome, welcome everyone to the 50th episode of Owning Her Health. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. In fact, when I took off a little hi hiatus for about a year last year and I was going to come back, I said to myself, you know what, we're going to do this every week. We're not going to do this every other week. We're going to do it every week. We're going to come back and uh, be stronger than before and include the whole picture of owning her health, which was going to expand uh, not only the realms of the psyche and the energetics that I had in seasons one and two, but I really wanted to bring in like my five realms of, of, of being model in my that I used clinically for so many years, which was the physical a little bit more, the mental, the psychosocial as I had had, the uh, energetics as I had had. But then there was this other aspect of Dharma or purpose. And I really wanted to bring that in. That's that's what I expanded upon in terms of, you know, the work you do here on this on this earth. And uh, so, you know, coming around now to the big five oh I thought what could I do to really start pushing that other aspect in terms of supporting people and if you listen to episode 49 I started introducing some of the behaviors and the and some of the understanding of people but from the aspect of marketing and here I have another aspect of marketing the conversation on sales and to christen the big five oh I have broken the mold and have asked Kevin Kwan I have had my have my first First man, conscious male perspective here on the uh, goddess chats here for owning her health. And I love it. I love it. I love the idea of expanding this. I'm going to ask some of my uh, friends that now there's no barriers. I think, you know, originally with owning her health, what I wanted was really to show that strong feminine. And as we're getting to that alpha female, that 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 evolutionary woman, I think it's really time for us to own our masculinity. I think it's really great for us to now understand that our health is a total picture. Okay, now that we're finally getting to the to the areas that we've so sorely neglected in terms of our spiritual, our dharmic integrity, um, our, our mind, our body, owning it, right, owning that aspect. But we also have to own, especially if you're in the conversation like I am over in my Mind Body Brand Academy or a Goddess Wisdom Mastermind, of owning your financial health. We have got to admit, ladies, that, you know, money talks in this world. It is not necessarily a place where we really are safe unless we can provide and protect ourselves. Those are the masculine attributes of our, of our archetype, of our totality, of our whole womanness. And those aspects are very, very um, undermined if you don't have the... 3D physical manifestation of money in this world. We've got to re realize that. And one of the aspects I'm always speaking of with, with you guys is the idea of having a voice and money talks. And one of the ways that we in, let's say, trying to you know talk to the masses, get our message out, is in content. And one of the pieces of that content are the words that we're using, just like in any other relationship. Just like in any other conversation with anyone, when we want to 
understand them, know them, like them, trust them, which is what I propose in that Kirby Hustle conversation, be the most important thing. It's not about selling them anything. It's about them knowing whether or not they want to have a relationship with you. And you, as I mentioned on episode 49, knowing whether or not that person's going to be the best person to have a relationship with. So I have Kevin Kwan on here, who is the owner of Bright Dot Marketing, and his expertise I find in circles that I'm with with him is in crafting that word, that content. He has a Facebook page, Courses That Convert, that's really great, um, that I, I definitely push you guys towards finding if you're somebody that needs to really get conversions on the things that you're offering. Um, he privately consults and we get into all of that, but I, I just wanted to, you know, start opening up the conversations here on owning her health to the total health. And honestly, financial health is it. I am pushing into that. That's more of our masculine vibe. I want to push into that here in season three. Um, I'm, so I'm going to bring in, of course, uh, the strong women that take hold of that masculine vibe. But yes, the masculine uh, formed people in my life who I admire in some of these conversations as well. So as I always say, buckle up, gear up, download this episode for the next installment of Owning Her Health right now. Welcome to this episode of Owning Her Health with your host, Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. Join Lisa as she starts the conversation on what it really takes to become a healthy, wealthy, and whole CEO of your life. Listen in to real talk by real lady leaders in all walks of life as they open up on personal health stories, wealth, career, and feminine abundant living. Learn how to grow by owning your body, expanding your mind, and aligning your soul with the purpose only you can pursue in this world. Happiness begins with owning her health right now. All right. Welcome, everyone. I am super excited for this episode because this is a milestone. I have a guest on here. He is the first man on our Owning Her Health podcast, which I'm so excited about. His name is Kevin Kwan, and I have found him over social media, which is one of the reasons why you should try to expand your network outside of just your peers of physical therapists or yoga therapists or whatnot, because so much of doing the work of owning your health is owning, you know, where you're spending your time, how much time, and so much is drained on social media, I know. But if you can get across the barrier of just hanging out with your present conversations, you can find little diamonds in the rough like I did with Kevin. So um, without further ado, Kevin Kwan has a, a company called Bright Dot Marketing. You can find them at bright.marketing.com, and I'll put all the links, anything that he shares or whatnot, we'll, we'll get that over on the um, show notes page. But I noticed him for why I'm, I had him speak in my mastermind, the Mind Body Brand Academy last uh, season was because he is really good at that uh, work we do with the curvy hustle with the attraction marketing, you know, being the being the flowers and letting the bees kind of come to us in our conversation and relationship talking. A lot of you that are maybe working with multi-level marketing or you know, obviously when people are in your yoga classes and even the clinicians that are getting the idea that that whole white coat syndrome of, of keeping this very, very professional, which means I don't care about you and you don't care about me. Um, we're, it's changing. It's changing now. And I think Kevin has a really great way of getting the conversation going, especially getting into the mindset 
and perspectives. So I definitely wanted as I'm, you know, growing this podcast to a weekly thing from a bi-weekly and getting more and more of the bigger conversation of the Kirby Hustle, really how to live this life, whether you are one of the featured goddesses doing the work and flipping your pain, but also all the little bits and pieces. I want to have those conversations. So thank you so much, Kevin, for being here today. Tell us a little bit about um, what is Bright Dot Marketing exactly to you and your journey here? Because I think it's something we can all relate to. Yeah, well, thank you for the introduction. And I'm, and this is the first time I've ever been a milestone. So I'm super <laughs> excited just because of that. <laughs> sure, hearing milestones then, great. So uh, yeah, what is Bright Dot Marketing to me? So Bright Dot, Bright Dot meaning like, shining <laughs> like a star um, and standing out really with your with your message and then obviously the the marketing was just more for like the SEO kind of stuff mm -hmm. so um, yeah and in essence I help um, fitness health professionals coaches and experts uh, refine their message so that they can get attention move attention and convert their attention into their programs and courses yeah, that's awesome. And that's, that's so in, like, that's such the next step is, you know, the Mind Body Brand Academy, we're bringing them sort of from procrastination station off that and getting them to just, you know, be visible and, 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 and sort of get over that feeling of imposter syndrome and really bring that special something to light. But it's not that, um, I, I know a lot of the women that I work with and, and that follow me on some of my Dr. Lisa stuff. It's not that bright, shiny light when you're talking about bright. It's being able to shine yourself, that personal, that personality. That's one of the things that caught me uh, when you were talking was a really great way. And we're also over in Amy Porterfield's Insiders um, Club. And you're always offering such great, you know, value, I think, over there. So what got you doing that with your business? Was that just like, like, how did you pick that up? Because that's so rare, I think, um, you know, not just throwing on your, your, you know, your muscle makeover five week program or your, you know, bombarding people with this like push, push, buy, buy, use car salesman thing. What really kind of got you into the other side of, of showing a little bit more of that personal brand? Yeah. So I, used to, I grew um, a gym from scratch and that became two gyms. And uh, through that, I obviously had to build um, a, some type of plan. And I, I was there too. Like I was kind of like the guy that had all the certifications, paid for expensive mentors, probably like another 30,000 after my university days. Um, so, but nobody came. Like I got, I, I made money, but it was like more so from referrals. And it's just like, okay, then in the back of your head, you're like, okay, well, what if these referrals kind of like dry up? And then, you know, eventually we had a recession and it did dry up. <laughs> so right then and there was like, okay, well, I guess it's hustle time because I have payroll to make and uh, bills to pay before the landlord kicks us out. And it was a very large gym at, um, at the time, about 5,000 square feet. So wow. I started getting in more into the um, online marketing and how to create messages because we had an email list and we had a Facebook page, but you never knew that. I was just educating on there. And I mean, that worked 
maybe in 2009, 10, maybe 12. But then just like it's just, it was crickets after that. So I had to kind of start figuring this out. And then like, you know, why are people, why are some people saying they're winning online and some people are not? And that kind of led me to um, email marketing and, and social media marketing. And then drilling further into that was understanding how to craft a message where people understand it enough like the 99% of the population who aren't spending $30,000 to educate themselves on hormones and joint angles right yeah so the turning point there was when I created my um, when I created a, a offline program and it was pretty pricey it was like $500 for six weeks and I filled it up with 12 people just running Facebook ads and an email campaign and that was kind of like the aha moment there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things in that which kind of get into what we're going to talk about today. The mindset and perspective had to change. And you mentioned something that I deal with a lot with the um, women's health practitioners that are coming over from like physical therapy or occupational mm -hmm. therapy or even, even I see some of the functional medicine um, health coaches who are maybe a little bit um, older and were nurses or things like that. It's getting out of that clinician mindset where it's like, educate, 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 educate. And like you said, that's just too old now. You can't really expect just bombarding people with data points because there's so much data out there. I mean, is that part of that, you know, when you're yeah. seeing mindset, you know, what's some of that, those, those kind of things like you're consulting with people, like how do you get people off of that? Because number one, what I was telling you um, offline the other day was, you know, I, when you have a licensed healthcare provider, you know, licensure certification, you feel like, oh my God, somebody's going to sue me if I don't give them this like whole story or if I don't have like this big, um, you know, uh, medical disclaimer on everything I'm saying and whatever, but it can make it really robotic. So like, mm -hmm. how are you helping people shift that a little bit? Is there like a different perspective on, on sort of the sales part or, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And a hundred percent with the fear of saying the wrong things and getting sued <laughs> or the fear of just potentially getting sued. Like, first off, uh, I just want to say preface this was like, you definitely do have to know your boundaries um, and you got to stay within your lane. Like me as a nutritionist and strength coach, I never diagnose, right? Um, or I never make a hard claim that this is going to cure your disease. So first off, we all got to know that. Now, if you own your craft, okay, you know what you know. And if you and, and more importantly, if you don't know it, you gotta refer out. Um and, and be honest with that. So this leads into after you know your own professions, boundaries, and all that, you gotta really reset what you think sales and marketing is. <laughs> and even though it's 2019 right now, that recording this podcast show. A lot of people still think sales is just about being um, pushy. Um, it's using these, you know, buy now pressure tactics that we're all used to seeing that was invented in the 70s or so. And that is like far from the truth. Um, with the advent of the internet, people are more um, educated, 
in what they need to know or whatever they want to know. So these tactics don't work compared to a time when information was not available. The right. problem now is, is that people get in their own way from making a decision. They're filled with indecision because they have information overload. And really, sales and marketing is a marriage together. And this is the reframe now. This is the reframe. So we can get into all, you know, you're here to serve people and make an impact. You can't do it with no, with, without customers. But, you know, let's go back further to that vision. You can't even get anybody through the door if you can't get people out of their own way. And that's what sales is. It's helping people get out of their own way by giving them crystal clear clarity so they can make the best decisions for themselves. Yeah. That is what sales is. And yeah, and then even further before that, you need to get clear. So I feel yeah. like in my academy, I'm trying to like get them clear you know, like, what do you even just want? Like, that's like the hardest question sometimes for some of my clients. Like, I'm like, they're like, you know, wish me luck. I'm going to this thing where I'm going to talk about this and the stuff. And it's like, great. And it's like, well, you know, what do you want out of this? And they're like, um, and yep. that is, and that's your funnel. You know, we were, we were funneling before digital. It's mm -hmm. just that, you know, we had, I think we've almost lost that. We're almost like, well, somebody told me I have to put a funnel, but like, do we actually understand like what you're saying, it's like, how do I understand? I'm just trying to get the person out of their own way. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I was actually about two steps ahead of you. You got to you got to be clear on your own stuff, because if you're not clear, then it's going to reflect onto who you're trying to help get clear. <laughs> so 100 percent, you got to get clear on your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, was there a question in there? <laughs> no, there wasn't. It was just kind of a statement. It's just like I'm just reinforcing, like, that's so, that's so true. I just don't – it's it's very – first of all, it's evolving. So I know, like, you know, you have your own business, and, and you understand that. I mean, this it, this will evolve. I think there's a, a level of um, – at least in, the, in some of the people I work with, uh, I don't want to do the wrong thing, or, like, they're saying something that has to be, like, in, so in stone for the rest of their lives, you know, mm -hmm. it's a constant, constant evolution, and you'll see that in your marketing, like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure that, um, I'm sure that, you know, we were talking about, we we're talking about, like, what is sales, but, like, now give us the definition of, like, marketing, so what's the difference, so if, if getting out of your own way is, or getting at them out of their way, and before that, even getting out of your own way to get there, to get in front of them, what exactly is the difference when we say now marketing, because I think people think it's all the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so really, yeah, sales is getting, helping people get out of their own way, and marketing is making people aware with influence. Mm. So getting, yeah, because if they don't even know you're there. If they don't even know you're there, yeah, so that's the influence part. And then also just the awareness levels of, of making them aware of the problems, of the different solutions uh, that could be out there and why your solution can help them um, through different marketing messages. So, you know, if I can elaborate. Mm -hmm. uh, a marketing marketing is really yes yeah, seeding awareness mm -hmm. with your influence, and I just want to definitely get 
this kind of out of the way because I have worked with a lot of health professionals and they think influence is manipulative. And some of my friends, when I tell them what I do, is like, oh, so you manipulate people. I'm like, no, <laughs> that is like totally terrible way to look at it. And that's a perspective that we reflect out there if we think about that. So influence is not bad. It's not evil or manipulative. Like, I mean, take a look at our own lives. Try, okay, just try getting your kids to do something without influence, getting them to eat their vegetables, getting them to go to college without your influence. Or what about a patient, right? I see this a lot because I was in the strength and conditioning world where I sent them to um, physio or uh, chiros that specialize in certain things. Try getting them to do post-treatment rehab exercises on their own without influence. Mm, yeah or going and then your life right what if you have a movie or a vacation spot you want to go to that you're discussing with your spouse try try to talk them into it without influence so influence isn't bad you're it's just that we've been unfortunately exposed to a lot of bad marketing and Mm. that has put a bad taste in everybody's mouth yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, Kevin. And as you're saying that, I'm actually thinking this is probably like a big problem just in healthcare anyway, because I don't know how it is in Canada where you where you are. I mean, yeah. in America, or, you know, definitely I would say there's so many people who have wonderful techniques and everything, and then they get really frustrated because the people don't have good compliance They might not even show. So I actually think when you're saying that, you know, some of these people have to really realize, like, we've been so conditioned that while you're doing all of these things, you might be making them feel better, but you're not having influence over them or else they would complete the program. Yeah. Yeah. You have influence on them only for this small window of time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... If we reframe that, is like influence is really a pull. You're pulling people towards you. That's what really influence is, not push. Yeah, that that sounds so much better. I know that's definitely because you know we're always talking like taking those tangents, taking the curve. Curve. It's not not doing the work. It's just it's a different force. It's a different um, flow. So yeah. it's an idea of just sort of like. You know, I love that. I, I, I love, again, going back to sort of like copywriting or, or just holding conversation. You know, that's very much an innate trait that a lot of people, you know, like just tell, you know, some people I think are thinking of that sort of like straightforward sales or like in your face, like, look, this is what I got. Do you want this or not? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can tell you from the brand of Physio, the answer is absolutely not. You torture people, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like they don't have a really good, uh, you know, uh, brand from the profession. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, so, so what are some of the ways, what, what are some of the things, like if I'm calling you, I'm working with you, what are some of the things I might, you might get me thinking out of the box on? Yeah. So, you know, coming from, like especially like your audience like something like physio is a very 
it's very complex education, you know, that they go through. Like in Canada here, you gotta do four years of undergrad, then you gotta do four years of a specialty school. I'm not sure if it's the same in the States. So that's a lot of schooling that you've been trained in to think academically. <laughs> so, you know, now, and this doesn't go over that, right? Fun you mentioned functional medicine practitioners. It's the same thing. You know, you, you learn a ton of hormones, how the body works in a complex way. Now, I help take complex um, topics or what you want to convey and making it into everyday real people language. So really, if you want influence, if you want to give people clarity, you have to meet people where they're at, and which is your clients, right? So, you know, they don't really care about supraspinatus and infraspinatus on your shoulder and how it connects together. They just have a shoulder that hurts <laughs> and they want to be able to lift their arm over their head, right? So you have to meet them where they're at with their language. And the way that I show them is just understanding these like five different levels of customer awareness, mm -hmm. right? And that's how you meet, meet, understand where you need to meet them. And at any point in time, your clients are gonna be anywhere on these five different levels. So um, you want me to go over them? Um, yeah, quick, quickly kind of give I, I don't want the, I don't, I, I want them to, uh, you know, you don't have to get into the, into the meat or, or the juice of it or whatever, but yes, I think that's a really important conversation because you actually helped us out and you had a master class on it. And I know that was one of the favorite things in our vault now. Um, yeah, sure. So I'll just quickly, quickly go over here just so that people get, people understand. So you got five levels and, you know, certain people have different um, knowledge around these areas or awareness. So at the bottom level is just you have people that are what we call desire aware. All they know is that, that they have a pain and that pain could be, let's say, when they walk. That's all they know, but they want to improve their situation. So to talk to these people, you got to let these people, oh, you have pain, your, uh, pain when you walk is because your hips are rotated, right? So now they know they have a problem. So now you got to let them know all the problems that the hip rotation is going to be causing. And then they're going to be looking for a solution because we're on the internet age, Googling, talking to people. Right. So this is what we call solution aware. So now your job is to say why your solution can help them um, put their pelvis back into alignment, right? By doing this and you use this method. So now I'm solution aware. Okay. So now that goes up to, okay, well, it's physical therapy that I need because, and it's, um, I don't know, a mixture of needling and joint manipulation or something, right? Now I'm product aware. So I know what I need um, and I've stopped looking for massage or I don't know, dance, and yoga. And then finally the you aware part is like, I just want to know how much and how much does my insurance cover? So those are the five levels in yeah. sense. And you know, as you're saying that again, I'm just like, oh my God, I wish you could go just talk to the American Physical Therapy Association because there's so many levels on that where mm -hmm. they would be so confused because like, for example, when you're like, oh, so now stop looking for the massage therapist or the, well, that would be great if there weren't a whole chunk of physical therapists that look like massage therapists. And yeah. then there's a whole chunk of physical therapists that look like CrossFitters. And then there's a whole nother. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole nother story. I want to ask, and I'm really curious what you think about, I, I find there's two audiences. There's this audience that's very much like what you're saying. They have to take them through and, and really understand and talk to them the way they are and who they are in the whole process. 
And then, and, and they have a hard time because they have all these big words and these big concepts and they really honestly think people care as much as they do about like how they're getting to feel better. But there's this other side. I work a lot with yoga therapists and the emerging yoga therapy conversation and getting that into more of a business and things like that. They, on the other hand, are almost um, so not, you know, like uh, maybe because they're working through like a, a very biopsychosocial meeting, everybody so individual. I find it's almost like getting hard for, it's hard for them to sort of want a package or label or niche they're kind of like just right now with a we've gotten as far as like well i'm yoga therapy as a as, a, as opposed to yoga how would you suggest or or have you worked with anyone who's like maybe more in like the yoga world or whatever that because there's a whole bunch of yoga therapists there who are not literally literally pushing the mat they're not really pushing the mat work they're work they're they're pushing now this new emergence of really being able to really work on a biopsychosocial level, maybe even spiritual okay, somebody, life coaching almost, right? Behavioral change through the process of yoga. But, you know, um, it's a very mind body. Uh, they really almost, well, some of them are, are feel bad to, to even ask, like that's a whole nother mindset question. But um, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but they're almost like, they don't think they know, they, like they never want to take the claim of any authority. They never want to uh, feel like they're, they're manip maybe manipulating is some of it, some of that conversation, but they're almost having a hard time. I think really other than, other than the yoga conversation, differentiating themselves in the healthcare conversation, they're almost like really stuck in between. I mean, can you, I don't know if you have any yoga therapists or if yoga therapy is a thing up in Canada, but if you have somebody between two paradigms here, okay, how would you, how would you suggest they sort of, I don't know, I guess get clarity when it's, when it's an emerging thing, you know, it, it's, it, yeah. they're finding it almost. Yeah. So, so do you mean like, how do you get clarity when you have an idea that's so new? I guess that's part of the conversation and also where there's so many bad paradigms. You know what I mean? There's so much that's already out there as yoga. And then there's so, oh, okay, so yeah. much that's already out there as, as maybe physio or, 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 or psychology or something. And then you've got this person who's trying to really birth a brand new industry. I mean, yeah. it's good, but it's also bad because you know, do you use the word yoga? Do you even talk in the, you know, it's, it, it's, it's something I think a little different in trying to. It is. <laughs> That's, that is definitely challenging when you have a new idea. And I'm just, when you say yoga therapy, I'm actually thinking about my buddies because I used to work with a few chiropractors and chiropractors um, have gotten a bad rap because you, you even ask anybody now, they think when you say chiropractor, they just think spinal manipulation right. and that's it. So now I'm thinking back to this yoga therapy thing where there's, you know, a different approach to it and, but it's such a new concept. Um, it's kind of like the same thing. Now, when you're launching a new product, um, that's pretty much like hitting a new market. Um, so good thing is that it's a new market. <laughs> Bad thing is that people don't exactly understand that name yet and what it does. So if you say yoga therapy, I'm like, 
my mind or your customer's mind is going to go to immediately to the thing that's closest to whatever you just said. So yoga therapy, yoga. Okay. So I just think stretching therapy must be something about healing, right? So how do you marriage these brand new ideas? Well, you got to go outcome-based. So it's more about if you want to get somebody's attention and then educate them, like get them to read further and hit the click more, see more button on your social post, is you start with the outcome. What can this do to you, do for your audience, right? So you get the buy-in with the outcome before you mention the name and you just continually hammer that (laughs) so that they get it because not everybody's going to get it the first time because it's so new. That's number one. Number two is metaphors and analogies. Um, What is this new idea? What is it like? Okay, what is it close to? Start referring back to things that are like that so a person's brain can make the link. And when somebody makes the link, they don't question. So they can continue reading on your sentence instead of wondering what you said last sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and, and, and when you say that, you know, you're demonstrating, I mean, there's, there's an art to this, but there's also a science. And would yeah. you say that's really kind of where you, you kind of can really come in there? is yep. to, to really get that science down pat yeah the science is like the proven structures and the flows and and how things are written the art comes from how like what you're putting in there so like the how do you present it or you know um and even the testing right the art comes from okay well you know this didn't work let's try this angle right right and gosh forbid it didn't work the first time <laughs> you know what i mean i think that's a big thing that people are like Ah, and and they get so overwhelmed. And so, you know, why I like to get people connected with people that I see kind of know their stuff, because you can, you can go spend way too much money on the wrong things. You could also not be ready for certain people, you know, to really be taking advantage of it and, and stuff like that. And it is a really is a brave new world out there. I feel I'm always feeling like behind and I and I got into this, you know, Four, four years ago or so looking into this. So I could just imagine emerging right now. Um, so I'm glad I was able to connect them with you. So what do you have out there? If I'm listening to this right now and I'm like, all right, this guy, Kevin, seems to know what he's talking about. I, I mentioned your website. I can get them there. I know you have a course or you're doing some beta work and you have a Facebook page. How can people best connect with you? Yeah, so people can best connect with me in my group, uh, the course Sales Conversion Blueprint. Um, I'm really active there and on my uh, my personal profile. And uh, if you join that group, I also got a freebie 40-minute how to write Facebook posts that connects and engages for you. Yeah, and that's so... That's so important. I'll tell everybody, I really... he, He gives such great tips and I'm really enjoying being part of that group and, and just, um, you know, seeing him sort of throw his stuff and, and apply his stuff and, and obviously be a feeling confident. And that's another thing I try, you know, mm-hmm. feeling confident to share with peers, you know, going over, you know, Amy Porterfield's a big deal in list building. She's like mm-hmm. the one and feeling like you can be in her group and exchange because I think that's, that's some of it. We've got to kind of get off of that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The only way you know is you have to do. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Right. All right, Kevin, any last little tidbits that you can 
bless us with here in terms of like, if there was, let me ask you this, if there was one thing that you could have told yourself, uh, let's say five years ago to, to that kid that was getting into some of this or whatnot with what you're doing, what, what do you think the, the wisdom, the man with wisdom today would do <laughs> five years ago? Oh, I would 100% say take action and fix it later. <laughs> yeah. You can always adjust, but you don't know what to adjust if you don't take action. Yeah, I, I give that little, I give a little a webinar thing, the ABCs of like making, you know, making your message move. And one of the first things is like adaptability. Like you, and that's one of the advantage of solopreneurship, right? Like pivoting on a dime and, 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 and it not affecting 56 people, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, as, you, as you're doing that. So let's take it the other way. Cause I always ask the, the, the guests on my, on my show kind of going through the spectrum of their wisdom as their youth and as their beingness now and sort of their, their wise uh, person in the future. If you could transport, let's say 10 years down the road, Kevin, Ooh. Knowing what you were, you know, going towards and, and sort of seeing in your business or whatnot, what would you hope you were able to tell this you right now from that guy's wisdom? That's a good question, eh? Brain ticklers. Hmm. Mm. So the first thing that comes to my mind without giving it another hours of deep thought is that um, find out what the right actions are and continue doing them and continue doing them even when it's not working. Mm, that's a good one. So, so I won't get into our, our next podcast right here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're saying that, so, so you're kind of saying like, you know, don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up for sure, but figure out what direction that you're going, figure out the steps that to get to that direction and, and keep doing right. Cause if you're walking somewhere, so you have a destination to go to, you know, that's the right direction. <clears throat> and suddenly you fumble, you trip over a rock. Like, are you going to stop? <laughs> but you know, that's the direction you got to keep going, right? You're not going to stop and be like, Oh, I'm going to look for another path that, you know, is maybe doesn't have any rocks and branches or something that I can trip over. Yeah. It, there's that balance, that constant balance between the, the, you know, how much effort, and mm -hmm. return on the investment, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, and understanding that there's going to be work. There's mm -hmm. going to be work here. Like, yes, there's a four hour work week, but um, it's pretty focused on a lot of other work. <laughs> yes, yes. Paradox, paradox. <laughs> paradox. Exactly, Kevin. Well, thank you so much for being on Owning Our Health. Thank you for christening us with the masculine vibe here in terms of uh, <laughs> doing the curvy hustle, because that's really important for me now. It's, it's, I think we've gotten the conversation enough to realize this isn't, this isn't, this is, this is gender neutrality. This is a matter of, you know, really kind of coming and showing, but also, you know, yeah, you're right. We don't have to do all the push, push, push. Yes, that can work, mm -hmm. but yes, that is somewhat manipulative. And yes, it gets in people's head and it does force things. There is another way. And I thank mm -hmm. you very much for being here today and showing us it. So I will get everything that Kevin has on the show notes. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. Thank you for listening into this episode of Owning Her Health with Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. To learn more about her personal and professional development service, visit her online at drlisahollandpt.com.